If you're over 40 and want to be the best version of yourself, Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence is here to help. Clarence Ferguson is a seasoned loan officer, fitness expert, personal chef, and entrepreneur who leads a revolution of men and women who want to live their best life going into middle age. Inspiring dialogue, challenging topics, and industry leaders are here offering tips and how-tos to improve your life. Now, here's Coach Clarence. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. We are in the building, and uh, as always, we have a cool guest, my man Jason Predovich. He is the vice president. Unlike last week, he's a real vice president. (laughs) Um, He's with uh, First Integrity Title, and um, what exactly does a vice president do? Let's start with that. You know what? It's a vice president of whatever it wants to be. (laughs) You 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 know what? We just... It's nothing that's a uh, like a black and white title. Mm-hmm. It's just get out there and do business and help people. That's what we do. Okay. So we try to make it easier, everybody. It's just a title. It's a title. So you are in over marketing, right? Is that what your main role is? Getting bringing business in? And stuff yeah, we, like we try to. Uh, you know, we're real specific on our clientele that we go after and that we work with, and we just try to bring you know good people to the company to work with us and partner up and kind of go from there. I see. So how'd you get a title? That's an interesting Oh, it's this thing is called the mortgage collapse back in 2008, 2009. <laughs> yes. I'm familiar. Oh, it's a good thing about titles. No matter what the market's doing, we're going to be busy in title. That's right. People, people Realtors and lenders, not so much. <laughs> right. They come and go. It's, it's, a, it's a dirty business. Um, so uh, let's go back. You know, you mentioned the crash. So you obviously were in the business before. What role were you playing in that business? You know what? I've been in this business a long time. We started back in 1999, a little about 2000. Uh, me and my wife, Yvette, which, you know, you know, a good friend of ours, of yours, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we, can you mark that, yeah, Ty? Yeah. He may want to cut that yeah. <laughs> What I mean is you've known us for a long time. Right. So I don't know like if that. we should cut that. <laughs> no, leave it it's in. Yeah, funny. let's fuck with it. <laughs> But uh, you, know you know that the, girl I hang out with occasionally, yeah, my yeah. wife, <laughs> the one that sh- uh, sets you straight right. once in a while, right? <laughs> but uh, no, we just got into it, you know, right out of the military, and uh, it's something we ran with. And you know, it's funny when I first started, I didn't even know what a mortgage was. It was like, what is this? And uh, we happened to, you know, buy a house when I was like nineteen, twenty years old, and I was like, whatever these guys are doing, that's what I want to do, and that's yeah. kind of how we got started. So. We got into that, had a couple of locations, a couple of branches. We were brokers back in the day mm-hmm. and had a good run. And then, uh, you know, like I said, when the market crashed, it was like, what do we do now? And, you know, unfortunately, when you, it's a husband and wife, it hits the whole family. So right. I kind of just stepped back and said, you know what, I'm out of, I got to go do something else. Uh, she went into a different role. I think she went like, directly into underwriting for Wells Fargo because that was still, you know, they're big on doing REOs and stuff like that. But, a lot of mortgage lingo we're going to be talking about here right now. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just ran from there. And then, you know, when the market crashed, it was like, what are we going to do? And, uh, you know, I kind of went after a couple of corporate jobs there for a while. And, you know, a good friend of mine called and said, hey, you ever tried this title thing? And at the time, I was like, why would I ever want to do title? Like, I'm not a guy that's out of dust pushing paper, you know? Right. And uh, he was like, no, with your personality, man, we need you guys. We need you help, you know, grow the company and, uh Get some good customers, and you know we've been doing that ever since. 
Mm-hmm. It's funny to me. Um, I was just talking to a customer, and I made a video about this because people don't understand title fees. They they think that's part of what we charge, and it's like, no, you need title. You need them to look up to make sure there's no liens on your house, to make sure everything's free and clear so they can do a loan. People don't get there like, what is this title search, and what is this? This and this, and it's like, you need that, trust me. Right. You're going to need that, or we can't get this deal done. You know, They find stuff. That's their role. You know. Yeah, what I explain to people is we're kind of like the third-party independent. We're kind of like the attorneys in the, in the transaction. Mm-hmm. So we're checking, you know, make sure all the documents are correct, the money's where it's supposed to be, there's no liens on the property, and you know, making sure everything's smooth and close on time. And some states, they do have just an attorney doing Correct. all that stuff. Correct. Yeah. And yeah. even, you know, some states, there is a title officer and an escrow officer. Mm-hmm. Just here in Arizona, one escrow officer does the whole transaction. I see. That's cool. That's cool. So you mentioned military. What branch of the military were you in? Uh, United States Marine Corps. Oh, yeah. Semperfy. Semperfy. What does that mean? I mean, people always say that. What does always that mean? Always faithful. Always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could be in the Marines. Well, see, let me explain something to you, okay? Let me ex- I'm just joking. Let I me explain be something. <laughs> let me explain something to you, Coach. Yes. Why they say that is because once a Marine, always a Marine. You're never out of that mindset. You're always a Marine. Am I right? That's correct. There you go. Or you hear a lot of terms, ex-Marine. Like, it's never an ex. I mean, you're an ex-Marine if you were kicked out. <laughs> but you're still a Marine. But you're still a Marine at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. You got that mindset. It yep. doesn't go away. Yeah. For sure. Okay, cool, cool. So, um, speaking of that, we got to touch a little bit on Mark. So, talk to us about the VA thing, benefits you got. You're able to buy a home. Talk a little bit about that, being a veteran. You know what? It's... I think, me personally, it's it's a guaranteed loan. It's a great loan. Um, the sad part is, is getting out of the military. They don't teach you about any of this. Mm-hmm. And this, I mean, they might now. Don't get me wrong, but like, I'm talking 20 years ago, 25 years ago when I got out. But when you got out of the military, it was like, here's your papers. Nice knowing you. Good yeah, luck. Good luck. You know, and it was just you know by chance I had walked into a. Uh, the first property I ever bought was out in Surprise back in like '97. It was like bell and reams out in the middle of nowhere and uh, we just happened to walk into the model home and he's like oh you're a veteran we can get you 100 percent financing and no money out of your pocket and i'm like sign me up yeah that's good a lot of, and a lot of people don't know that right know, it's a great right. loan yeah i'll get guys who call me and they'll be like yeah i want to do a loan and then i ask them where they've been they go, oh, i've been in the military I'm like why are you trying for this loan you can get a free loan mm-hmm. over here like it's but well, people don't know yeah well unfortunately nowadays it's it's the agents that are swaying them away from that yeah. Um, and it's just lack of education. I mean, if you find a good lender that knows how to de- do a VA loan, it's a piece of cake. Easy peasy. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, so um, how was the title run? How long did you do title, like, as a – were you an actual escrow officer or you went right into being I just went right into sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started uh, – uh, basically, it was a, a large mom-and-pop title company. I was there for a long time, and um, – got really successful got really big and um you know just with growth it was like you know there's got to be something else out there that kind of fits my path and um i ran into you know the company i'm at now and met the owners just we're kind of on the same wavelength and they're they're a bigger so going back to that the company i was at we were just in arizona now i'm nationwide so we have business in every state 42 states so it's just it's a bigger game for us um and you know now we oversee the Arizona market, and it's just been it's been a good time. I see. All right, so um, 
one thing I know about people in the lending, finances, real estate, they're A types. You know, there's good and bad that comes with the A A types. Uh, let's talk about some fun things you've been involved with during your course to getting to where you are. You know, usually there's alcohol, there's drugs, there's uh, <laughs> some cases infidelity, wow. other people. Hey, listen, this is a positive family show. We talk about all kinds of things. Here. Really? Yes. Okay. That's, well, that's, it depends on who you ask. It could be a great time. Most people go, oh, I need to be in that business. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. No. <laughs> We always, we always, we always get people's stories. So let's let's go through your story a little bit. That was the professional part. Let's just talk about how you, what things you have to overcome and stuff like that. Man, to be honest with you, like, um, you know, just where I'm at today, I look back and I'm like, you know, we didn't have like growing up as a kid, we didn't have a lot, and there was never, you know, the philosophy in my family was like, you just go get a job and work. You know what I mean? And right. it was never big picture, you know, investments, financial. It was just like go work. Do your eight to five, come home, whatever. Um, and luckily, you know, growing up, I realized I'm more of an entrepreneur than I am, you know, working. So it's kind of like, you know, just like yourself, you have like 15 different businesses and, you know, we have a handful as well, too. And it's, it's just one of those things where as I think you get older, um, start hanging around with different people, you know, you start seeing what's really out there and the sky's the limit. It's like you if you want to go get it, go get it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I think the system kind of breeds you to get a nine to five, you know, go to college, get a job. But I think back then, in the old days, you could get a job and retire off mm-hmm. a pension and you could live off. Usually there was one person working and the other person stayed at home. But that is not the case anymore. Both parents are working sometimes. You got kids in school. So I think the new trend is people are chasing their dreams, becoming entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. you know, finding things they like and going from there. Um, did you go, go to college at all? I did not go to college. Mm. I was, uh, found a good girl when I was young. That's right. How long have you been with Yvette? Oh, <laughs> 30 know, plus years. You got to know this number. By yeah, the yeah. Way. Seriously? Our, our wedding Mark ever. that number yeah. too. <laughs> that's, that's really awesome though, because marriages don't last that long in today's world. So that's, that's awesome that you two have been together that long. That's yeah, cool. 27 yeah. years next month. They always say Damn. people who are married have done time know how long they've been somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> how long you been at home? I've been married for 32 points. Two years, 58 minutes, and one second. Yeah, my last one was they my know. prison term, too. Right. I get they, it. They know the time. But it's <laughs> like checking that box. Oh, okay, I'm almost a furlough. Um, <laughs> 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 one of us is going to kick the bucket. <laughs> when's my work release? Yeah, when's my work release? <laughs> oh, man. So, okay, so, I mean, right out of military, just right into a family, do you have children? Yeah, so we have three kids. Um, you know, going back to your last question, um, my oldest daughter is my stepdaughter. So when I, you know, got married with my wife, uh, my stepdaughter was eight months old. So it was kind of like, okay, well, married didn't have the kid thing and college is kind of out of the picture. So let's let's go do something important. Yeah. You know, and I just knew like college wasn't for me. I mean, I barely graduated high school. (laughs) That's usually one of the signs. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, I got kicked out, you know, it's, it was just a struggle. Like my thing was just, hurry up and finish high school and get the hell out. You know what I mean? Like move out of the house. I'm never coming back. You're never going to see me again. And I'm gone. And, uh, you know, I joined the military and they sent me to the desert, like two hours away. I'm like, well, that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) You thought you were going to be, I was going to go see the world. And they sent me to (laughs) 29 Palms, California. I'm like, Oh, this is like the meth capital of the world. Welcome to hell. (laughs) It was like the breaking bag and breaking bad in the nineties. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, have fun. Hey, you got to be back on Monday morning at 0600, you know? Yeah. And that was the bad thing is like the first two years we were out there, I think I came home every weekend. Wow. So I was, uh, you know, married with a kid, making like $1,600 a month, and I had a $500 car payment. <laughs> <laughs> I was living the dream. Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny. Like, I think about when I was younger, I knew nothing about credit until I was like in my 30s. Like, it was, it just wasn't on the radar. You either had the money or you didn't, or you just lived off whatever. And it's funny, like, to now see people and you're like teaching them about credit. Like, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to do it. And like, think about all the avenues and opportunities you blew because you didn't know about saving and finances. Mm-hmm. I just think culturally, it depends on what your culture is, how you raise, how you look at money. And um, it's cool now that we're older. We can ta- teach people how to look at money because in some country, in some cultures, money is viewed as like evil, like, oh, the rich people. And it's like, well, it's not wrong with rich people. It's just how they act when they have the money. But right. you, it's not wrong with being rich because you can do things when you have money. So, um, yeah, it's interesting the kind of line of work we're in now. So um, what are some of the failures you had as, as a business owner? You know, you have kids at home, your father. I think, uh, I mean, I'm, we have failures every day, every week. You know what I mean? It's not like we've had them and we've moved on and never had them. It's, I mean, there's a struggle every day. We're struggling now. You know, it's like there's always stuff going on. But, um, you know, just, you know, my childhood, like, we, we didn't have the greatest family. You know, our, our, it, was a, it was a rough rough family, rough household. But it taught me to, uh, you know, not be like that. You know, that's, that's why I am today is because I didn't want to be how I was raised. You know, right. and it's, you know, it's a, it's a touchy subject talking about your family growing up. But, like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, when I was younger, like really, you know, that was my whole, my d- demise, right? Like, oh, I grew up like this. This is who I'm supposed to be. And, oh, well, like, you know, and you don't realize, like, you can change that. Like, I, I call it a bloodline curse. Like, you know, you got to break those chains. And if, you know, you don't want to be like the way you're raised, the only one that can change that is you. Yeah. Where are you, where are you from originally? I was born in uh, Portage, Indiana. About 40 minutes outside of Chicago, right on the Indiana border. So mm. if you heard of Gary, Indiana. Yeah, heard of Gary, Indiana. Right down the street. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that explains the Chicago Cubs yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, if I say Portage, everyone's like, where I was that? like, Portage? Or I did just you say, say Portage? <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, where are you from? I just say Chicago. It's Chicago, yeah. It's <laughs> Close easy, enough. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, like from here to Tempe. Right. If you, you say know? Tempe, people, Tempe? I heard of that place. Uh, just say Phoenix. Well, you'd rather be from Chicago than Indiana anyway. It depends. I mean, it depends. It depends on what you're talking about. Like, right. I'm a diehard like Notre Dame football yeah, fan. Notre and, Dame. And I love that. But I mean, I'm Cubs, Bears, diehard, you know, <sighs> the Bulls. God, I'm sorry. But being in Indiana. Well, at least like, the Bulls. I, I can, the Bulls, yeah. The Bulls. Yeah. Yeah, I, can, I got Michael Jordan shirt on. So, yeah, the Bulls are cool. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Bulls, we were just discussing before the show the sorry sons. Yeah, I know. Everybody's like, oh, every year it's the same shit, and they're out in the first round. It's like the Cardinals. They suck. <laughs> well, the only real legitimate sports team we have here is the WNBA. <laughs> I know, but they're the, look, look at how many awards they've won, dude. That's what I'm saying. The What? The D-backs won it in 2001? That's true. Yeah. D-backs did have a good team that year, yeah. But Everyone forgets about the Rattlers, though. I love the Rattlers. Oh, my God. They killed it for The Rattlers ever. were like good for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. But, I it's, mean, it's the only two teams that really won stuff back-to-back all the time. I mean, yeah. the WNBA and the Rattlers, mm-hmm. every, every other sports team. Sorry, Colangelo and all the rest of you guys. Get it together. They right? were actually good. I just, they just couldn't put a team together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We can't hear you over there, MP. 
I see your lips moving, but none's coming out the mic. <laughs> which is how we which prefer you, right? <laughs> that, that's how we set it that's up. That's how we set it up, actually. <laughs> so she at least feels like she's part of the conversation. I never know when she wants to jump on. She should pull me into this. he's about to slam the suns, I have to get involved because they were fabulous in the 90s. Shit, they I was fabulous, fabulous in the 90s. In the 70s. We all were good in the yeah, 90s. In the 90s, everybody was doing good. <laughs> That's like 75 right? pounds ago. I was, right? I was killing it. But I, w- I would love to make a bet on Uh-oh. the air. Okay. What's with your you bet? right now, Clarence. What's your bet? I think that, I'm not saying the Suns are going to take it all, but they are going to beat the Lakers. Okay, like they did uh, two days ago, a couple days ago. I'm sorry, honey. Where are they? They're seventh place. That or in second. Well, we'll Who see. Who won the we'll NCAA? NCAA? It wasn't the number this one seed. This is not the NCAA. This <laughs> is big time. This is big time. We'll see. How many ring? How many uh, belts do the uh, Suns have? I don't care. We're talking about right now. Forget the future. Did you say forget belts? the past? Yeah, I did say belts. What the hell? I know. I, That's I fighting, was dude. Out. That's fighting. That's fighting. Well, yes. it is fighting. But I knew what you meant. <laughs> yeah, you know how many titles do do the Suns have? It doesn't matter. It does. We're talking about the now. Okay. What do you want now? That how big many shot? titles do they have? I don't. I don't care about. You that. have to wear a Lakers jersey, which I will buy for you for All a yellow. month. The Every time school, you the make, short yeah, the little the, short shorts, and we'll get you like, some Converse and some of those big socks, and you gotta to wear it for a dress month. Like a eighties, uh, yeah. Bill, what's his, uh, what was his name? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Richard Simmons, uh, no. the, the athletic guy. He used to wear the glasses. Oh, and you're talking about? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Rodney, Ro- no, no, Rod. He played for the Suns. Kurt Rambis. Oh. Kurt Rambis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Lakers, so that's even better. Yeah. All right, so when the Suns beat the Lakers, you have to wear the same flipping thing. I want to see Mediums. you in that jersey with some <laughs> crazy ass cowboy boots, short shorts, short, short shorts, shorts. ass cheeks oh. hanging out. Oh my okay. god! We're gonna put it on Dude, social media. We're gonna have so much fun with those photographs. Oh my god! I can't wait till you see the behind now. the scenes video on that. I might be in my dark side. I'm hoping they might lose. I've been waiting to have an excuse to wear my butt cheek shorts. <laughs> Hey, I'm this not going to say anything. There's chicks that come in here less dressed. I've had That's chicks in here bikinis, strings right up their butt. How come so you didn't invite me down for those shows. It was a movie shoot. Sorry, uh, well, dude. After hours. after hours. Okay, again, wait a second. You were like sad. Oh, here we go. I know what the excuse is. You weren't even a show host back then. Uh-huh. This happened like three, three or four months before you came on board. So there well, you I go. I live like three miles from here. So yeah. call me next yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> I can be here real quick. And what happens if Yvette answers the phone? Yeah. She'll come with me. Yeah, you really? might come with it. <laughs> Damn, she's my kind of chick. I love it. Yeah. All right. We'll see how it goes. People talk about the seas. Utah's number one. That doesn't mean anything. Well, I will tell you, they weren't number one two days ago. The Suns were. So they what may be the number Suns? one now. But I'm sorry, your Lakers, where are they in what place? Number seven. Okay. So let's just see about a big C. All right. LJ is back. <laughs> oh, okay. wow. I'm going to bring in the pool noodles so you guys can beat the I hell know, out right? of each yeah. other, right? I mean, geez, we're here to talk up. about uh, Jason, Ooh, not your sorry son. I'm glad you are sitting Cardinals. across the table from each other. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I need one of those rock'em sock'ems. <laughs> exactly. That's why I keep the duct tape handy in yeah. case one of them gets out of line. So now, Jason. Who are you rooting for of the two teams, the Suns or the Lakers? He's going to say Suns. I'm never a root for the Lakers. There's nothing I like about L.A. Sports teams. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a few things most guys like about L.A. Yeah, just I've never been a fan of the Lakers. Um, even when the Raiders were there. Can't stand the Dodgers. I can't stand so the Dodgers So seeing them lose like the last 15 games has been great for me. Um I just feel a lot of hate in the room for teams that win titles. But I'm not. A, I mean, I like the Suns, but I'm not like. Mm. I'm, 
To be honest, I'm not a Robert Carver fan. Oh, I can't stand him. Yeah, they need to get rid of him. Yeah. My opinion. Okay. <laughs> hard to get rid of Doesn't an owner. Doesn't mean anything. It's hard to get rid of the owner. <laughs> you know, I've been trying to get rid, to get rid of, of Jerry Jones for freaking forty years, and he ain't went anywhere. Yeah, they just always like Chris Paul. Like, why didn't we get somebody like that ten years ago? We always get somebody. Not when that he's past his prime, but, but we should have. Yeah, he's on the decline. And not, yeah. not really, not the way he's playing. Yeah, I, I like Chris Paul. So I think he was with the Clippers, which is an LA team. Just yeah. saying, it's just hard to just saying. <laughs> Phoenix is a hard sports town because everyone's from somewhere. Yeah. I know. You know, there's nothing. I mean, I love the Diamondbacks. I love baseball, but that's the worst, boringest stadium. <laughs> Coming from Chicago, Wrigley, where I everybody, hear you. you know. Hey, dude, that's why the Chicago Cubs have their home base here in Arizona. Yeah. And that's why we have so many snowbirds because they are more popular than the D-backs. Yeah. Just yeah, saying. Yep. Just saying. Sad. It's really sad. We're going to piss off all the Arizona locals. Now. I know. Like, oh, they, are, they get pissed off every week on <laughs> no, something. No, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised because I found a lot of D-back friends of mine that will go over and watch a Chicago Cubs game Oh yeah, on an off day just because they're a diehard Cubs fan. But they'll still wear the Diamondbacks crap to the game and go support the Diamondbacks. That's kind of how I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can Except have more than one team. Except when the Cubs are here, I, play, I wear my Cubs gear. You, you can have more hey, than I one team. I was happy for the Cubs when they finally broke the curse. I was oh. cheering for them 100%. Yeah. That was great. They almost blew it, but they – I mean, I think everybody in the world was cheering for the Cubs mm-hmm. at that time because they just wanted that to be over, that big curse. Sometimes having a curse like that kind of propels the – Fans, I mean, I think a lot of people were like, "Oh, we need you guys to win this game so you can do it." And so, yeah, I yeah. cried like a baby. I didn't cry; I was just happy. I was crying. I, 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 here's how much of a Suns hater I'm. I was at the last game when the Bulls beat them. I was. I in was the working crowd. that game. I was in the crowd, and boy, I thought I, they were going to kill me getting out there. I was teasing them. Oh, I had my Jordan jersey on. <laughs> He's the nicest man on the planet, by the way. <laughs> Who, Jordan? Jordan. Oh, okay. I, I yeah, know. he is. Um, don't you think things will change with the Suns now that Fitz is a part owner? I think, uh, in my opinion of a Phoenix sports, they need to spend money. They don't typically get the big names out here. Well, maybe that will change. In the beginning, yeah. Now, They're they'll also get a good start, though. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. If they win, maybe. But the Suns, and just like the Cardinals, they're very profitable, so they don't care. They make a ton That's of money. True. It's so, got to be hard to be an athlete in Phoenix, though, because it's – Bandwagon fans. Yeah. yeah. True. Like no. Larry. Like, we all wished Larry would go somewhere and win a title, and he's never left. No. No, I don't. I absolutely <laughs> See, do not. See, that's why he won't leave, and no. it's your selfishness. Why no. he doesn't have a it, ring. It, 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 it is not my selfishness. I think, forget the sport for a second. This town would be in such shit So it's about without the town him. versus what he needs. It's about your community. It's always about your community. Yeah, but he does more okay. for his community. So is he coming back or is he going to retire? He's not retiring. No, no, he's supposed to come back for another year. He'll be 100 year. years yeah. old if it's up to her. He he'll be said. sitting there on a cane. I don't care. <laughs> well, let's take a look at the other side of that spectrum then, Laura. What about hockey? What did the Coyotes do for Shane Doan? He was a franchise player oh, and never hate, won a Stanley Cup. The and they treated him like crap when he retired. It was like a forced retirement. He didn't retire. They made him That's what I just said. A forced retirement and, and they, they didn't fired the coach well that's my favorite player of all time rick Tockett. you bet your ass yeah. man that guy could knock somebody's block <laughs> off you dude. bet your ass buddy <laughs> no, that's my movie, yeah. man. Dude, we're scared. gonna do a show about black and hey, white lingo he racked up more hilarious. dude he used to rack up so many pims it was so awesome and if you don't know what that <laughs> now, do you know what that again 
He racked up so many pims. You know what that is? No. Penalty in minutes, dear. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> I why talking. said pins. No, P I M. Pins. P I M. That's right. You're not a hockey guy. No. I am. So well, I'm a huge hockey fan. Well, that's you my would, favorite Why sport. didn't you know what pims are? Well, I know oh, what pins goodness. are, but I didn't know what pins. <laughs> pins <laughs> says pins this like bowling. That's why pins. we're not on TV. All our advertisers would walk off. <laughs> no, they would laugh. They would think this is funny. I'm script for shit. I'm sorry, Jason. It's all about you now. Yeah. No, it's good. Let's quit talking about the sorry state of Phoenix sports. <laughs> no. All right. So, all right. So, Jason, you did something really cool. Um, you went sober for 365 days. Talk about that experience. Man, it was actually almost three years. Wow. Talk yeah. about that. And what led up to that? I want full details. Oh, man. You know what it was? Everybody wanted me to ask you this. So why, why? All of our crazy ass friends. Man, I wanted to save my marriage, man. Like like I just said, like I did not want to grow up to be in the household I was. And, you know, after 25 years of marriage, I'm like, shit, like I turned into my dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was just a reality check, you know, and it, it just sucks because I'm, I was never the, uh, now I'm making excuses, right? That's part of. <laughs> you know, part of it, but you know, I was—I'm the happy-go-lucky party guy, man. Like, yeah. I'm not the angry guy. I'm the fun guy. Did you find yourself becoming that? Yeah, I mean, it, it, you just—I mean, you know, when you drink, it's a good time. Like, who doesn't want to have a good time? But it was just Laura Hoka. You know, it, it turned into, especially in our business. I mean, we network all the time. There's always events, you know. Yes, know. So it would be. That's a hard industry yeah. to be sober. It is. Man. Everybody's like, here, have a yep. drink. Come well, what happened here. is our kids moved out. We didn't have our 20s, right? Because we were married. So all my friends turned 21. We're out all night. We didn't, we didn't do the night scene and clubs and, you know, the L.A. scene like you. And so when uh, all my kids are grown and out at the house, we became empty nesters. And we were up in Anthem for 15, 16 years. And it was like, why are we up here? There's no kids. <laughs> It's the middle of nowhere, cookie cutter, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. The uh, Stepford Wives or whatever right. it's called. So we moved downtown, like had a high rise downtown. We lived there and there's entertainment every night of the week. Yes. And uh, it true. turned into, you know, let's go to happy hour on Friday, go to happy hour on Saturday. And before you know it, it's like four or five times a week, <laughs> you know, two, three years down the road. You're like, man, this is, this is not leading, going good. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like most of our friends, when we're out, we're out, you know, and a a personality. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it was, uh, you know, I want to stay out until, until the bar closes. You know, and my wife's like, no, I want to go home at 10. And I'm like, we just got here at nine. Like, <laughs> just I still started. got a couple more hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, and that's the thing is like when you drink and alcohol, man, like you think you're making a lot of good choices, but really you're not. <laughs> that you know is I mean? the truest thing ever. We've all so, been there. Man, to be honest with you, like I had, you know, all my friends, you know, nothing wrong with them. Good party friends, good to hang out with. But I had, you know, had a couple of friends that had went sober, and I'm like, wow, man, really? <laughs> you betrayed and I'm us. like, what the? You quitter? <laughs> you know? But then, you know, I get to ha have, you know, I just was, I was just tired of it, to be honest. You wake up feeling like shit, yeah. overweight, alcoholic. You're like, man, like, this is not going to lead down the right path. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just went into uh, a good friend of mine. I was like, dude, like, if you really want to change your life, let me know. And uh, so I really got into uh, Tony Robbins. And it was so bad, man. Like, I, I booked a trip, bought the tickets, and you know that stuff's not cheap. I mean, we're right. talking four or five grand. Yeah. And every time the event would come, I'd cancel for the last minute. Oh, I'm not going to go. Oh, I'm not going to go. And, uh, you know, luckily, he, uh, I got an envelope in the mail one day, and he was like, here's your ticket. Here's your plane. You're going. And you got to go by yourself. Because I would always use the excuse all, 
I can't go because Yvette can't go or whatever, you know, because we were, we're, we're party partners, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're drinking and having a good time. So long story short, I went up going to this uh, Tony Robbins Unleashed the Power in New York, and it was like a four-day event. Mm-hmm. I mean, VIP, like, all these celebrities are in my section, and I'm like, what? Like, Pitbull's there, and so I'm like, oh, this is cool, but then... I just made the decision, like, man, if I go here, because you know me, I'm like, I'm not the type of person that's going to travel anywhere by himself. I don't go anywhere by myself. You know what I mean? And uh, so I went to New York, stayed in a hostel, and it was like I had <laughs> three or four best. roommates I didn't even know. I think that's <laughs> what it's called, right? It was a hostel, yeah. yeah. yeah it's so, not really a hotel, and it could be hostel. <laughs> I mean, it was like this rundown apartment in, it must have been Jersey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they, they bamboozled me and said it was New York. But oh, all those hostels are <laughs> never in New York, but it was like, right. <laughs> but long story short, like, I just said, Fuck it. You yeah. know what I mean? We can say that, right? Okay, good. Fuck it. Have you heard? Have you heard oh, yeah. He's said it many times. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Potty oh. mouth over there? What? Yeah. So it's just, uh, you know, I went all in. I'm like, man, if I'm going to do this and, you know, my friends are actually reaching out saying, hey, man, we want to help you. Like, I owe it to them. Yeah. So long story short, I mean, I made it three, almost three years. And then uh, now I'm making excuses again. But like my son, last year when COVID hit, like all the kids came home. And what do college kids do? They drink, drink. White Claws every freaking day. <laughs> no. So my son would come home, and he's like, you know, I'm working all day. But then I come home, and like 8 o'clock at night, he starts playing his video games. And he's, you know, got the headphones on, the microphone. And the next day, I wake up, and there's like 18 different, you know, empty White, white Claw cans. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, this is what we do. <laughs> so after like a week, I'm like, let me taste one of them White Claws. <laughs> That's how it always starts. So, yeah, I mean, I, I ruined my sobriety by drinking White Claws, man. So <laughs> I well, heard that's the wussy drink. I know. I was going to say, I'm I'm like say that you should have been like a, with Jack Conjaniels yeah. or something. Yeah. I mean, you think I'd fall off the wagon by like <laughs> yeah, what were those young guys blow or something? Yeah, what were the young guys drinking that <laughs> stuff for? Claw? Because that's what chicks drink. I mean, <laughs> I seriously. You, you drink like great. 10 of those, you're, you'll Yeah, apparently like it works. Yeah. I have not. I'm yet to try White Claw. Me neither. Yeah. It just tastes like. The new age Zimas. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. I grew up on Mad Dog 2020, Ugh. Brass Monkey, like shit. Whenever the name is something like that, Mad Dog, yeah. that's the first clue. Everclear. Yeah. Everclear. God. Yeah. Damn. I used to eat those, straw, those cherries at oh, the yeah. bar. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, it's you know, different. going back to that, I mean, you know, it's not like I look at it now, like I always use the, the alcoholic excuse, and now it's not the alcohol, it's the person that's doing it. You right. know what I mean? So. Yeah, there's a lot that we do that are really personality based. That's just the the thing that the conduit, if you will, that pushes you. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with Jason Predovich. Fit over forty with Coach Clarence. We'll be back right after this. Clarence Ferguson is a mortgage professional and loan officer in Arizona passionate about closing deals, education, and helping you reach your goals. He specializes in first-time home buyers, FHA, VA, and strategy-based financing, using a strategy-based approach to finding solutions. You can start the process to home ownership or wanting to see what financing options you may have concerning your financial goals. Just go to ClarenceFergusonHomes.com. That's ClarenceFergusonHomes.com. Women all over come to Savvy to style their lives. From the way they look and how they feel, to the way they serve and empower others, to how they design their day. They do it all with Savvy, and you can too. We empower the artist in everyone. 
We believe you are the designer of your life, the author of your reality, the creator of your world. And we provide you with a way to style a life you truly desire. One of beauty, passion, community, and impact. So whether you shop our store and experience our style, or join our community of savvypreneurs who are on a mission to bring together and empower people around the globe, we welcome you. Now, get your style on. Offering three types of style, fit, luxe, and everyday. Savvy, we empower you to style your world. The way you look, the way you work, the life you create for you and your family, and the people you create with. Go to Savvy.com slash Coach C-E-E. That's S-A-V-V-I dot com, Coach C-E-E. And when you check out, use Coach C-E-E. And now, back to Fit Over 40. Here's your host, Coach Clarence. All right, welcome back. We're in the studio with Jason Predovich, and we're just kind of talking about his life. Um, let's talk about some losses and wins. What are some? What was one of your biggest wins, one of your biggest losses, and what did you learn from those two experiences? Man, my losses was probably, uh, well, I mean, I know it was when, back in the day with our mortgage business, and, um, you know, I was 20 years old making way too much money, and we had about a 10-year run, so I was – you know, buying houses, buying cars, all the stuff you think that you need. And when the market crashed, I, I mean, I lost everything. So, I mean, I lost houses, cars, repos, you know, our three locate, we had three locations at the time, you know, my family worked with me, so I had to lay them off. And, and I just learned like back, back then it was all about, you know, our whole goal is like, we need to make money. Like I want to be a millionaire, you know, and then you get to a certain level and you get there and you're like, wow, that, this is really not what I expected it was going to be. And, uh, you know, my win now is just like, you know, I don't look at my past before, you know, I'd live with my past, like, oh, you know, poor me, poor me. And that, that was just a learning lesson, man. That's, that gets you to where you're at today. So, and my wins now is like just life. Like I surround myself with good people and, you know, I love my family, my kids and just enjoy it, man. Like th that whole, you know, that was that work hard grind and that's, that's for the birds, man. Like, you know, there's no reason to be like that. Just enjoy life and hang out with good people and do what you love. That's cool. So tell me My about... little soft little pitch right there. Yeah. <laughs> tell me about a win and what you learn from Oh Man, I've had a bunch of... I'm a lucky guy, man. Like, I mean, I, my win is probably... You know, I go all the way back to my marriage, man. Like, when you marry the right person and you, you have... You know, we're we're a super team, man. We've always and the funny thing is everyone's laughing because like you guys always work together. How do you guys make that work? I mean, we don't know any other way. You know, it's just um we push each other and then, you know, seeing a win is you know, we were nineteen, eighteen years old having kids. You know, I'm forty I turned forty seven like in two weeks. I look back and man, our kids grew up to be great kids. Yeah. You know, who would have thought, you know, and it's you know, it's a learning you know, a learning thing for me, like I was super tough on my kids when I was young. Cause that's what I thought you were supposed to do. Like, you know, have rules and, you know, coming out of the military, like respect and do your chores. And, and now I look at it, I'm like, why? Like, like my grandkids, my kids now, like I have fun with them. And we just went to Vegas a month ago. I saw those. It pictures. was, it was a great weekend. <laughs> like to me, it's like, why well, have rules anymore? Like, I know it's probably not going to be good for the kids in the future, but like as a parent, like my kid's room's dirty. Who cares? It's not my room. You know what I mean? Like, Take out the trash, like whatever, like it's small things. So, 
Yeah. I don't know. I'm just weird now. Life <laughs> is too short, man. You got to make the best out yeah, of it. Yeah, like as a parent, why stress about what your kids exactly. are doing? Exactly. Like, and that way you give your kids such amazing memories that they transfer that yeah. on to your grandkids and so on and so on. Yeah, and that's a funny thing that you learn. Like we had a, just a conversation with our oldest this weekend. Like she was bringing up stuff that I didn't even remember. And I'm thinking, man, if she remember that stuff, like what else does she remember? She would say like, man, you know, we had a, a good, you know, childhood. And I'm like, man, I thought it was, you know, because when, when the market crashed and you lose everything, you're like, man, I'm a failure, man. Like, here I am growing up to be something special. Yeah. And then I screw it all up and lose everything. Now I'm back to what I didn't want to be in to begin with, you know? So, and it just taught me, you know, invest well. You know, nowadays it's like you can get on an app and, and you know, get in the stock market. Like, That's where was true. that 20 years ago? You I know think what I mean? the best part of this whole journey from where we've been has really just been looking around, seeing the same people that you started with and, and being able to pick up the phone for advice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I could call you and you give me advice about title and we can, you know, shoot the shit about mortgages. And we look around and see that some of the same people that we saw who are like nobodies now who are really making a lot of money. Yeah. So it's really cool. Man, know? I've got, like my daughter, she owns a, uh, a couple barbershops here in Phoenix with her husband. And they've got a barber that's like 20 years old. He's been in the st- he's been playing in the stock market for like a year. This kid's got like seven figures in his bank account, and I'm like, how in the hell? Where was that at when I was 19, 20 years right, old? You know right. what I mean? <laughs> and he's just he shows me, and I sat down with him the other day for like an hour or two, and he's like walking through all these apps, and I'm like, yeah, man, the whole world is. Changed. I mean, Bitcoin. I, I knew about I Bitcoin eight about years Bitcoin ago, and I'm like, man, years ago, we're like this is stupid. And now yeah. we're like, damn, we're yeah. stupid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> should have got on that. You right? can win a or you can make a hell of a lot of money in Bitcoin. I don't know about now. Some things just kind of bubble out, you know. Well, here's the cool thing. If your kids make all that money, you know where you're going when you're retired, right? Right? I I told my kids, like. (laughs) They got to take care of you. Yeah, my two youngest ones are at U of A right now. I told them, like, hey, that's my retirement. So you guys get out and. (laughs) Get out there and be somebody. You have until 30 because when you guys hit 30, like, I need, like, five grand a month from all my kids. (laughs) That's what I'm living on. You're going to make them pay rent. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be gone. I'm just going to get really old and just move in with my kids and be that grandpa on the front porch that just drinks every day. That's awesome, Smokes cigarettes. That's awesome. A lot of families are doing that. Give me some lemonade. I told them. I was like, you guys, my son's in medical school right now, and my youngest daughter is a junior at U of A. I don't even know what her major is going to be, but between the two of them and our oldest, like, they can afford three or four grand. I'll move to Mexico. We'll... I'll be on the beach down there. Perfect. You know, Living set up my direct deposit. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Come down every couple months, you know. Just have them buy a vacation property out there in a little casita in the back for yeah, you. Yeah. This way it, it's multiple family thing and, you know. You, I'll you open get, up a little taco cart on the side of the road. There you go, man. Slinging tacos. Slinging so, tacos and margarita. What do you think your secret to surviving this long in the business? I mean, you're, you started in the late 90s. Yeah, man. It's all about relationships. Yeah. You can have, I mean, at the previous company, it was all about the gadgets, you know, the apps, the marketing, the widgets, and we never talked about relationships. That is so true. And it was always, you know, irked me in my stomach. Like, if you relationships over transactions all day long, you know, it's you build a good bond with people. I mean, I've known you. You're one of the first loan officers I ever hired. And this is like, <laughs> what, 2000? Yeah, it was a long 2001? time ago. I mean, yeah. and here we are. I know. 2021 and Old all grown and kids. And, yeah. Yeah. But it was all about relationships. We got arthritis and yeah. <laughs> bad hip, bad, bad knee, hip, bad knees. <laughs> you guys are in sad shape. Yeah. Man. We're yeah, going to be yeah. the two dudes sitting yeah. at the group home trying to pinch women's butts and stuff. But that's the thing. Like <laughs> in, in our business, like a title company is a title company. Right. A lender is a lender. A lender. Yeah. A realtor is a realtor. But at the end of the day, if you build those relationships, that's all that counts. Right. Because we all do the same thing. I mean, you can have 
here's the thing with the title. Everyone's offering like, oh, we'll do you know some marketing, some flyers. Like, who cares? You know, it's a great right. pitch, but like everyone does that. Yeah. So, and it's you know build that relationship. We go above and beyond. You know, we don't. There's sixty three thousand realtors in Arizona. You know, I only want to work up a handful. Yeah, that's cool. So, um, speaking of those relationships, me and you are doing uh, a project on June 8th. We're doing a credit class where we are discussing the facts, the myths about credit, and we're inviting the general public, Mm -hmm. realtors, title agents, lenders, whoever wants to come. We're going to just show you some strategies, some new ways to boost your score up and how to... uh, Get loans closed. Quicker the better. So um, where can they find that information? Where are you going to put that out on? That'll be on all my socials. So Facebook, Instagram, be on our website. Um, and what are your, so, where, where are you at on Facebook and Instagram for people who want to follow you? Jason Predovich on exactly. Facebook mm-hmm. and same on Instagram, Jason.Predovich. Cool, cool. All right, man. We'll get that on there. Yeah, we're going to get it on. So that's June 8th. We'll be together discussing credit and how you can leverage credit if you know how to use it. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks again, Jason. Anything else coming up before we let you out of here? Well, that's it. I appreciate it. This is fun. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Vibrant, aromatic, and silky smooth. Vito Vodka is Vito's vision come to life. Premium wine grapes harvested at the peak of perfection are distilled in small batches to yield a tantalizing sensory experience. Goose Ridge Estate Vineyard is one of Washington State's premier vineyards, producing some of the finest grapes in the United States. The grapes are distilled to make Vito Vodka and come from this remarkable 2,200-acre estate vineyard located on a gently sloped site near the Red Mountain AVA. SunWarrior.com, plant-based proteins and superfood supplements. Raise your vibe, your light, energy, and love. Sun Warrior believes the answers for optimal health are found in nature. Our clean-burning sources of plant-based proteins provide essential BCAAs, branched-chain amino acids, for muscle growth, retention, and energy. Get the benefits from plant proteins that taste amazing and are 100% vegan, no added sugar, gluten-free, and mix easily. For nutrition on the go in a shake or in a protein boost to your favorite smoothies, use my code for a discount, Coach Clarence. Go to sunwarrior.com, discount code Coach Clarence. Thanks for listening to Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence. Clarence Ferguson is a seasoned loan officer, fitness expert, personal chef, and entrepreneur who leads a revolution of men and women like you who want to live their best life going into middle age. Join us next time for more inspiring dialogue, challenging topics, and industry leaders offering tips and how-tos to improve your life right here on StarWorldWideNetworks.com and wherever you get your podcasts.